All right, my talkers, just a little time, about an hour left here with Lori and Brittany to talk some Hollywood news. This song always reminds me of... I'm Gary. I'm 72. Because <laughs> remember, it was in the first episode. Yeah, and yeah. It just, uh, yeah, it's a good one. I love the... Yeah, it's cute. It and by the way, the Golden Bachelor, after 35 days of uh, it's it's broken yet uh, another ABC Hulu streaming record. Love that. Dang. Yeah, Doesn't and uh, me. I know it. It's uh, set a streaming record as the most watched episode of an unscripted series ever on. They've had on Hulu, and you know, so they're real, real happy about yeah. all the views. Not to hit a broken record here, but they need to come back next year with two-hour episodes. I mean, well, no, the January when we get back to having our twenty and thirty something, it'll all be back to two hours. Yeah. I don't but even. They, they remember uh, they've never filmed The Bachelor. They film this in 30 days. That's right. Normally yeah. they do this over like 90 days. I was going to say is I don't really need it to be two hours. I know that's I'm probably an unpopular opinion. Okay. But I do it. need them to go more in depth and so maybe make more episodes. Oh. Like, because no, it no. does feel like they barely know each other. Like I need the time to be that's longer. That's because we don't usually, we usually have gotten two hour episodes. I know. I, I'm not ready because I'm not ready. Like, maybe hour and a half. I'm done. Okay. Done like in, in an hour it's and a half. It's the shortest hour of TV every week. It is really short. It's just like And it two always hours. feels hasty how yeah. it ends every week. Like, boom, they just didn't have enough. Oh, yeah. I just hate when they like kept adding because like The Bachelor was one of those things where they got it the first couple seasons. They were like, okay, well, here's the formula. And then just like everything, they're like, now we're going to have another show of the week, another ad, another one here. You know, they just... they. They overdo it sometimes where yeah. you're like, you can't commit to all of that. But like, I want them to have more flushed out relationships. I need them to be longer. I need um, we them need to them know to, each other longer. No, we need them to announce they're going to have a golden bachelor yes. or bachelorette again. We haven't even gotten that. This you're producing true. it and you're making all these decisions. But ABC hasn't even said the magic words. We're renewing golden Bachelor. This is right. true. They haven't even done that. I do not know what they're waiting for. But it does feel really wild, like when older these older people are talking about marriage. When this, like specifically this season of The Bachelor, has been oddly short, where it's been like four weeks of them together. We yeah. go. These grown people are say, acting like they're going to get married when they've known each other for four yeah, weeks. Yeah, I and mean, we know that they're not. No, I know, but like it, it seems believable. And we know that they're not, even when they talk about it on the other younger bachelor. But it, I mean, we're just like no yeah. one expects it to ever. And in that, what's interesting is on this is that yes, the elephant in the room is that when people are established in their. 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. They're not going to They're move. probably not going to move to Podunk, the middle yeah. of Washington. When they've set up lives the with mid- yeah, their yeah, families. Yeah, with their families. I mean, who's going to, yeah, mom, that'll be so great. Or dad, yeah, that'll be so great. No. No, like I moved here. We all moved here to mm-hmm. be near each other. And now you're going to go run off with Gary. And- so that's kind of the, the thing, I the think. The elephant in the room. Yes, with all of the dating. And I really do think that, like, I, I think that Gary 
was very attracted and he really liked Faith, but he could see that she was a broken sparrow. And part of the reason she was a broken sparrow is she could not move away from that town where her sons lived. Not only that, her dead horse. And I didn't mean to sound so gallus when I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the buried horse, when she starts talking about a buried horse. But horses are her world and she's living in horse country. I know, but like, I'm just saying that like, there are some things you can go, hey, I'll see my 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 sons out we'll figure out a plan but you can't move a buried horse that just is not gonna happen and yeah. the fact that she added that to her list i go this lady ain't moving that, well that's why i said broken kind of sparrow totally because, yeah, yeah i mean you know yes so anyway okay so um wish i believe starts um oh yeah i think tomorrow, t- tomorrow and um i heard jason's review he liked it he said it's a, an hour 20 minutes it's got, I saw Chris Pine on Kelly and Mark. I, I am a pine nut. Um, just so you know, <laughs> I, who wouldn't be? He's just a dreamboat. And, you know, he, I always forget that he can sing, but they just had such fun energy, uh, talking to him. But he's in it, Ariana DeBose. And Jason liked it. And he just said, you know, it's not going to be an instant classic, but there is, Enough there that it gets a big boost from really great songs. And I guess the way they did the animation is something the way they used to do it before. Like they called it something okay, analog or whatever. But um, anyway, just uh, you can kind of see how things are maybe going to turn out. You can see them, but people are like, if you've got kids, um, you know, mild scares. Okay. This movie is PG for mild scares. My little, but like my mom was maybe looking for a movie to go to with the eight year old. Wish is perfect. Wish is perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Chris Pine is known for his ability to grant wishes. Okay. I'm excited. I would want to see this. I mean, obviously, yeah. I won't see it in theaters, but I right. want to see it at some point. It yeah. looks cute. Then the other movie that I was watching uh, Bradley Cooper promote last night because he was on Stephen Colbert. He's in this movie, Maestro, about oh, yeah. Leonard Bernstein. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did well, he produce this too or something? He, yes, produced yeah. it, directed, directed it, it. Yeah. stars in it. Big deal. Chris Hewitt gave it three out of four stars. And he starts out the review. I'm not even sure movie is the right category for Maestro. Really? So already I'm nervous about seeing this yeah, in the theaters. Yeah. He goes, it's in the theaters. It's two hours long and it features movie stars Bradley Cooper and Carrie Mulligan. But it wants us, but the director, you know, Cooper wants to have the sort of effect music does not have in movies. It's not about anything. The way music usually is. Instead, it's a series of tones and moods and almost kind of Fellini-esque, but he liked it, but it's it's all about the music. Um, okay. Scoring and composition and conducting, and we don't learn anything about, it said it's going to frustrate some people. You learn absolutely nothing about it. Leonard Bernstein's childhood. There's no mention of this famously famous party that Thomas Wolfe Lampu. I mean, there's just like a lot of, it's just... A lot is left out. A lot is left out. That so. was a big um, but The critics like it, okay. but I wonder how the audience is going to feel because just the first sentence of that review scared me. Scares the heck I'm out of me. I'm not even sure movie is the right category for what? Maestro. Is it a tax 
Right? Yeah. Like, right on, what yeah. do you mean it's not a movie? I, and Bradley Cooper, when he was describing it to Colbert, he was very passionate. He's like, you know, in his 70s, Leonard Bernstein was doing this many radio shows a week. And he was like, he's very taken with Leonard Bernstein, the man. He's fallen in love with the character. The character. And he, I got to be honest, I was kind of fixated on the fact that Mick Jagger really does have the best hairdresser for someone who's trying to be brown locked. Yeah. <laughs> and because Bradley Cooper, he was his hair was looking a little John Fogarty. And what I mean by that is John goes to a hairdresser where it's a deep auburn mm-hmm. that really isn't even in nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe in long hair in the sunlight, you know. And I was so and his beard was colored to match. And you know, he's dating Gigi Hadid. Yeah. He's forty nine. All of her friends are in their twenties. Yeah, so he's gonna be Try to leaning towards looking young. Yes, but I just sat there and was just going, geez, Mick Jagger, whoever does his hair, he is just the perfect shade of brown. And, you know, my dad, right before he lost all his hair to chemo, I said to him, Dad, after 14 years, you finally cracked the coloring code with your do-it-yourself at home, and then you go and lose all your hair. (laughs) He finally got the perfect brown it took my i mean because my dad never went to a salon he tried various concoctions and he got the drugs <laughs> that's amazing i really want to see bradley cooper's hair now oh what, yeah like- look at it and so i was just like kind of but he was waxing very poetically mm-hmm. he loves his his characters and so i'm gonna say right now grant i'm Going to see Napoleon in theaters, and I will not see Meister in the theater. I'll wait. Wow. Okay. I'll wait. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, waiting on both. Personally, I mean, I'm kind of a. I'm not even a classical music. You know, like I don't even know that much about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mota, you know, I know like the old, but mm-hmm. I know I know who he is. Yep. Yep. And I think he conducted like some famous. You know things. Yeah, that's a hard. <laughs> what I know. I know. Well, yeah, and that's a hard. And then I guess we don't learn anything about him. I was gonna say that's a hard mm. sell. I mean, remember how much uh, the critics got on top of Elvis, the the movie yeah. not showing enough of like his past and and what he kind of went through, and like it was just such a glimpse. This is one of those weird ones where you go, well, what are you showing me if you just named so many things that you're not telling me? Yeah, I don't know. So, but he liked it. He the critics like it. Three out of four, eighty-one percent. Do you see Bradley Cooper's hair? Yes, from, I totally. Do you see, see the dark? Yes, the, it's, it's just that you're just like, oh, it's too dark, too dark. He's he looks like um the guy from Ted Lasso, the and, angry and guy. John <laughs> Fogarty. John Fogarty always has this, and I love John Fogarty, and he just. Rocks it, and he totally can do it. But he always had. I think he, he might be married again now. But his wife is like twenty years younger. Yeah. And when your partner is younger, you you, you know you're you probably are going to color your hair. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. <clears throat> so John Fogarty and Bradley Cooper have same same color hair right now. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> vibrant. Like there's something about it very unnatural. You're right. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. All right, let's end. We'll be right back with The Dirt Alert. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Lori here for Hammer Nick's Flooring Solutions. And we've got a great deal uh, to tell you guys about if you are, you know, redoing your floors. Maybe you've got a quick remodel thing. Maybe you have a commercial building that you own. But... 
Hammernix has their huge uh, flooring sale that is going on. And the inventory is at the St. Paul store, which is on Rice Street, and also at the one in uh, New Hope off of 169 and Bass Lake Road. And, I mean, some of some of it, look for the yellow tags, but some of it is a dollar a foot. And this hard services and carpeting. And so that is uh, just... You're going to like some of those prices, and really, the the selection is absolutely huge. You can learn more by going to hammernicks.com. We're also going to be going, doing a Santa stop in a couple of weeks at the new location in Hudson. Uh, that's Hammernicks, family-owned business for 75 years. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Hello, Grant. Hello, Lori Hello. and Brittany. Hey. Happy uh, Thanksgiving Eve yeah. or Drinking's Eve, you know, whatever you choose. Go ahead or it's Baking Eve. Baking. People That's are doing true. preparing. Yeah, preparing, getting yeah, all ready work. for the holidays. But uh, one thing that uh, two people who are probably not getting excited about the upcoming holiday are Daryl Hall and John Oates are uh, in a mysterious lawsuit right now. Uh, Daryl Hall has filed a lawsuit against his former music- musical compadre, John Oates. What? Claiming, yeah, claiming some form of breach of contract. And what's more is Hall got a restraining order against Oates this past Friday. Now, as for the details, the court files are sealed and it's out of Philadelphia, but they have put together some uh, something that could shed some light on the dispute. It appears from a docket that Hall and Oates were in arbitration over some dispute. Typically, music musical groups have their own contracts, and it would seem Hall believes Oates violated that deal. As for what it could be, possibly a dispute over division of royalties or it could be over Oates singing their songs on his solo acts during his solo tour. Well, that would make sense if, like, oh, my God. Yeah, Hall decided to amp things up going up to the Nashville uh, Nashville court asking for a restraining order against his former partner, and the restraining order was granted by the judge. This, I mean, if you got, not only is this a lawsuit. Weren't they just here together not that long ago? I I know that, uh, no, they weren't on, they no. weren't on tour together. Okay. I know that. Um, Oates is on his own solo tour. Okay. When was the last time they were on tour? I can't remember exactly, but wow. I know that they just started doing. Uh, remember when they had that show, like Hall and Oates, when they would sit on a, they would play music together and bring yes. music. You know, they just started doing that show together again. So, right. yeah, but um, in well, a more maybe they get it straightened out. Maybe it's some kind of a misunderstanding. But the restraining order makes that me makes me feel. Well, that's, yeah. That's, that's that's the that's the telling piece. A little that's, more permanent than stop doing that. Yeah. Brawl. Yeah. This Brawl. could be a little bit more juicy. Yeah. I hope I hope it is what you say. I hope it's just yeah, something that maybe, they can through some arbit- like you said, of course that's it. Who gets their restraining order? Yeah, exactly. So hopefully arbitration can figure that out, but we'll we will have to see what happens with that one. Uh, the Kim Kozolsiak and Croy Bierman saga continues. This was from a couple days ago. We learned a long time ago that uh, Kim was being sued for by uh, Capital One for her unpaid cap- credit card bill of $156,000. She also had a Target unpaid bill for $2,500. Well, now she's being sued by Bank of America for $56,000 of unpaid credit card oh, dues. Holy hell. Right? Well, where and, are we at then? Well, I, I was trying to add it up. But was it like three hundred thousand? I'll bet you yeah, I'll bet you anything. Two hundred, just over two hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if she supposedly had the gambling problem that she had, mm-hmm. opening credit cards, 
in his name, yeah. both their name, you know, like all kinds of uh, not being uh, honest about what you're doing with finances. That that's that'll break you up, and that's probably what all these fights have been about. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine if I go, Justin. Hey, I can't even imagine that you can get a credit card with that and run up that much money. I know. Like, like I'll be like, what's hey, your? Justin, what do you prove that your you're worth? Yeah. Well, not your credit, but like, what is your? That you can your uh, assets that assets allow you that to you could get a li- that limit. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't wow. know. It's not very relatable. I'll say that. It sure is. <laughs> no, but we learned a while ago too that you know they they had they'd gone out to celebrate their anniversary together. She changed her name back back and forth, and even at one point in time, because they're trying to sell their house, which is on the market for six million dollars, a judge stepped in to say, "Hey, here's your room. Here's your area." I feel you have, bad for their kids. This I is know. This, and just as you say that, I have a story for. You. So just after the judge got saying you can't enter into each mm-hmm. other's spaces without permission, you have to act. You have to act appropriate. You have to act kind to each other in front of your kids. This it, was a big yeah. deal. I Get, mean, if a judge has to say this to you, you know happen. you're never. It's that's not you're so happen. bad. Yep, you're and it's gonna not going to happen. And, no. it, and obviously things haven't changed because on Tuesday, yesterday, TMZ reported that uh, one of the kids, one of the young minors of Kim and Croy, called the police because of an altercation that got so intense that the kid got scared and they called the police on their parents. That's so sad. Cops arrived at the couple's Georgia house which like I said was on the market after receiving a call detailing extremely loud fight from one of the children. Three police officers and a supervisor showed up to settle the dispute which they were able to do after defusing Zolciak and and Bierman's rage. So they were still in the fight going nuts as police and a counselor showed up on the scene. It's so sad. Yeah. So like this and this is their what they're getting modeled as a relationship. <sighs> this is yeah. what like they're going to seek now for their life. It's mm-hmm. like you Thank guys. you for bringing the room down with that good razor sharp assessment, Brittany. <laughs> Bum- <laughs> Bummer. Bummer. Well, anything fun going on? Yeah. No. I'm going to move away from the tax story I got here, and let's go to some cast- casting, casting, All casting. Right. And All we've right. got some news for the new Superman movie. Okay, so this is pretty big deal here. We're going to be. We don't know who's going to play Superman in the next one. I think that's going to be the final reveal. But we've got like a few of the villains. So Superman Legacy is what it's going to be called, and they have found their villain. It has been announced that Nicholas Holt will play Superman's arch nemesis Lex Luthor in the upcoming film. You know, that was Jennifer Lawrence's first serious boyfriend. Uh, Really? Yeah, they dated, well, they were in Hunger Games together. Yes, they were. Yes. And then I think Nicholas Holt is the boy in About a Boy, Mm -hmm. you know, with Hugh Grant. He is, yes. He's a child actor who's become a successful adult actor. I love him. Yeah. And oh, everyone was like so, like kind of, they were, people were kind of devastated when Jennifer Lawrence and he broke up. But they just, you know, they started dating kind of young and yeah. they dated like five years. They, they didn't, it did, but he's following in the footsteps of Gene Hackman, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg, and Kevin Spacey, who have all played that role Lex in previous Black Lex Luthor. But we've also got two other castings for this movie. So they've also cast uh, Skylar Gasanda. Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing Jimmy Olsen, and Sarah Sampaio is going to be playing uh, the Eve Textmasher. Yeah. So we've got three three 
now castings and the big one okay. yet to come, Superman. We all wish it was Henry Cavill, but it's not going to happen. Not. Oh, and Nicholas Holt is in with Al Fanning in The Great. Yes. Yeah, The, the Great. Great. And then yeah. Renfield he did. And, Renfield, and yeah. uh, The Menu, he did really well in that, yeah. too. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's done a lot really of good stuff. He's really done a lot of uh, interesting acting he's- from coming from being a kid actor absolutely fun career yep yep and pedro pasquale our guy that we love pascal excuse me he is in he is in talks right now to play mr fantastic in the fantastic four franchise over at marvel continuing his reign of just supremacy you gotta get that marvel money while you can (laughs) i'd say you know what a lot of people don't like it but there's money to be made there that's your my talk dirt for the 520 and then there was a scandal this is like my favorite thing i get to in studio so normally this is when i go 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 let's gather around the electronic device and listen to the i've wanted to share this story this is scandalous story because it is a real real life scandal that i don't think people even are aware of and i always thought well I don't know. Does it seem tawdry because the people involved are in office and they're now married? But then this this first lady goes and gives a interview to Paris Match. Who yeah. am I talking about? Bridget Macron uh, and her husband Emmanuel Macron. Okay. And I don't know if you guys know the scandal. No. Of their story, but because. She brought it up in a Paris Match interview this week, talking about she and her husband and how they met. Why, I could just sum it up as this. They are the Mary Kay Letourneau story of France. And the Mary Kay Letourneau story is sort of, that like could sum up the 90s tabloid era. She was a sixth grade teacher who fell in love with her 12 year old student. What? Villy, you know, Mary Kay Letourneau. Yeah. has been. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm so scared. She, she had a baby. She went to jail. Yeah. It came back out. They got married. They had more and, kids. More yeah. kids. Then he ends up divorcing her and she dies two years later of, of, of cancer. But that just happened. And, in interviews, she was on, they were many, everyone knew who they were. And we're going to be revisiting Mary Kay Letourneau because Todd um, Haynes, the director, is coming out with, it's dropping, I think, December 1st. It's um, called May, December. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, um, what's her name? Um uh, the beautiful um, redheaded woman. I can't think of her name right now. Um, it's called May December. Yeah, I've seen the previews and I'm, uh, the name. I what is it was, her name? And she was in his other movies. I'm just totally blanking on her. Julianne Moore. There you Julianne go. Moore. Yeah. Julianne yep. Moore plays basically Mary Kay Letourneau. Oh yeah, Natalie Portman's in it too. And Natalie Portman is in it. And then Charles Melton, who played Reggie on. Riverdale is the student. Yeah. And it goes back and forth. And they're shown that, you know, because Mary Kay Letourneau ends up marrying. Mm-hmm. Well, Bridget Macron has a creepy love story with her husband. And she, I have no idea why she talked about it, but I'm bringing it to you because she brought it up. So um, in 2017, Emmanuel Macron, you know, he ran for French president mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's in the limelight and the international and, you know, the media. And it comes out. That's when we first learned about his very 
curious, creepy backstory with his wife, Bridget, who she's 24 years his senior. Mm-hmm. And um, they met when he was 15 years old. No. And she was his teacher. No, 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 no. And no, they no. had, I'll just call it, they had an, they had, they had, Affair, abuse. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't think you can call it an affair when it's a fifteen-year-old. I don't think you can get and consent it's an adult, from a fifteen-year-old. So yeah. Consent. So then, Emmanuel's, you know, the parents found out about it because he was. They thought Emmanuel was spending all this time with Bridget and her family because he was the same age as three of her kids, and his parents thought he was dating Bridget's daughter. She was 40. Yes, and he was 15. I cannot, yeah. Okay, so when his parents find out that he's actually not making out with the sister that is in his grade, but making out with his teacher, they send him off to a boarding school. Okay, and then Bridget dealt with the fallout, you know, of what happened. Her marriage collapsed. Her children, you know, knew all the rumors. She quit teaching that class, which I can't remember what it was, but she kept teaching. And then 13 years later, or however, when he, Emmanuel was 28 years old, they got married. Oh my God. And many people were just like, what in the heck? And it, but the, it didn't bother the French voters, you know, it was just like sort of say la vie. And, you know, he's won two national elections. His popularity has plummeted as it does, you know. And anyway, so she talked to the Paris match, and this is what she said about it, about their blossoming romance. And she actually addressed it. And she said, my head was in a mess. She said, for me, such a young boy was crippling. He had to leave the school, I told myself he would fall in love with someone his own age, and it didn't happen. And then she said, the only obstacle for me was my children. It took time, so I could not wreck their life. That lasted 10 years from, for me, and the time to put them on the rails. You can imagine what they were hearing. But I do not know how my parents, who were the model of fidelity and good education, would have reacted to our marriage. Yeah. And she said, um, you know, and she's from like a famous chocolate family, chocolate making family. And in the Paris match, you know, she just gushed about him, how wonderful he is and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it is, they have such a creepy love story. Oh my God, this if is If you can't even call it a love story. This is not going to ever be like, this is not the thing of romances, of, of, of novels. It is throws me off so much especially it's one thing when this happens but also you have kids this age he's younger than a couple of her sons and it's like and how do you see that as a sex object how do you see that as a an equal i'd like and then i read a thing um there's a book about him that i like read an excerpt from he was mostly raised by his grandmother. Mm-hmm. He had very standoffish parents or whatever. And his grandmother was like everything to him. And when she died in 2013, he was crushed by it. And, 
Bridget is probably kind of a mother figure. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, I guess she supported the grandmother supported the relationship with the teacher. She thought it was okay. And I don't know how on earth a 40 year old mother of three could fall in love with a 15 year old boy. Any more than I could understand how a 29 year old woman can fall in love with a 12 year old. It just, or man, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like the only role you can fall into is caretaker. I mean, you wash the same boys underwear at your house, the same age boys underwear. How is that romantic? She calls him to Paris match. He was such a young boy. And I think, why? Is she bringing this up? And I thought, well, she brought it up. I'm going to tell Finally, her. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about her and, uh, and and warn you right now that May, December is um, the Mary Kay Letourneau story with a highfalutin, you know, acting cast and, yeah. a, and, a, and a director. But that's the story that you're going to deal with. So I'm going to say I'm not going to that movie. No, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. It, it, it. I didn't watch the Lifetime one of Mary Kay Letourneau for the same reason. I have a hard time. I mean, and I think most yeah. people do with the yeah. grooming, with the and then like putting it in a bow and and saying that we're true love and this or that. And you go, you think about all the years. It's like a cult. It's like a cult because you're too young. It's mind washing. Yeah. It's yeah. it's disgusting. I mean, she openly admitted that she was seeing him, that they were having a thing. She openly admits that she. It's my. I, I, it is, and she's now seventy, and he's like you know forty nine. Yeah, she goes. Of course, we have breakfast together. Me and my wrinkles, and him and his youth, and it's like that. Like what? Well, I mean, you know, she's a French woman, so she's very chic, and she's got a nice wig. Yeah, she actually <laughs> looks pretty cute now. Uh, but, but yeah, it's that is how those two. They're the she. The, it's the Mary Kay Letourneau of France. Ugh, well, thank you for that vintage scandal. There you go. You, you've added another upper. I like, know, I know. It's actually I was, such a good story. I appreciate that people it. people don't know about. You got you to gotta spread the word. Well, I mean, we don't have to spread the word, but it's just like, you know, she brought it up, and then this May-December movie got me going. And he got elected, so. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There we go, I guess. All right, we'll be right back. And then. And then. And then, well, after our. Four-day Thanksgiving weekend. It will be back here on Monday. Yeah. And then Tuesday, Julie and I will be out at the Chan Hassan uh, uh, Dinner Theater for our first Santa stop. So yeah. If you're out in that area, you know. I will. Stop I'll by. stop by. I'll, we I have like... regulars out there. That's how many years we've been doing that, Chan. Oh. At least 10 years <laughs> for been sure. doing that broadcast. I love last year, or last time you guys were out there, I was uh, it was Taylor Swift weekend, and I just brought all my bracelet making stuff, and I had a lovely couple hours making bracelets. Yeah, that was super fun. I love it because it's two feet from my house. It's a chill situation, and Santa stop. Yeah, Yeah, I wanted to uh, wanted to give you guys this uh, movie that dropped on Peacock today Mm -hmm. called Genie with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, this looks great. It really does. It's a fairy tale comedy. It was written by Richard Curtis, who gave us love, actually. Uh, One headline said, it's not love, actually. It's more like elf meets love, sort of. Okay. Uh, okay. And um, so I guess it's a remake of this 1991 British television movie called Bernard and the Genie. 
And if you think about it, genies are always good comic relief. I think of Barbara Eden in I Dream of Genie, Robin Williams yeah. as oh. Aladdin in the genie. Amazing. I mean, genies just by their very nature that they can grant wishes. Right. Right. So, and they always have like a tragic backstory. Anyway, and... she just looks like she is absolutely over the top. She pops out of a jewel box <laughs> and reveals herself to be a granter of wishes who hasn't granted a wish in 2000 years and um it's just her really um being absolutely hysterical so if you're just looking for like maybe a family a new show to watch if you're not going to re-watch planes trains and automobiles oh a classic though a classic but i uh, you might want to try that if you have peacock that's cool. where that looks today. so funny she's so good in anything she does she's been promoting this video or this uh, uh film a little bit mm-hmm. and she let this girl do her makeup it was this little girl, and it was just so funny. She's so genuinely yes, funny, Melissa is. McCarthy. And Alan Cumming is in this, yeah, and I always just get a kick out of him. That's definitely worth watching. I mean, we got a lot. We've got a pretty good list going yeah, we of do. things to watch this weekend, for sure. Uh, Grant posted Blackpink, uh, the K-pop group. They got... They were made honorary. They got MBE. They're honorary members of the Order of the British Empire. All right. You see how cool King Chuck is? He's, he's definitely he's embracing a K-pop group. But the girls uh, showed up and they brought their fashion. Oh, they look so good. Yeah, they really, the four gals, they looked so, so pretty. And I just thought, wow. That must be fun to get an MBE. And then I know there's another one, an OBE, that's a step up. They'll get you know. it next year. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that you might have to be British to get oh, that Oh, I one. see. I see. This is like the other one, the this, MB. This the, is for, you know, other people. That's the inner circle, the, the OB. Inner, yeah, the OB. This is like, oh, you know. We'll just throw an honorary thing. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, I think the, well, we talked about some of the different shows. The Monarch, uh, The that was a big Legacy one. Legacy of Monsters. Legacy mm-hmm. of Monsters. I think that'll be a good one. Um, I know House of Usher was one that we've ta- <gasps> keeps coming back up. I keep hearing about the first place I ever heard it was from here. Mm-hmm. So good. House mm-hmm. of Usher's a big one. Um, and like I said, I've been watching. If you want a comedy, Killing It on Peacock makes me and Justin laugh pretty hard. And I told you I had the Twin Flame uh Yes, yes. Twin Flame, that's another really... Escaping Twin Flame, Is anyone going to try Squid Games on Netflix, the actual Squid Game Challenge reality show? I'm not either. Grant said he wasn't... Why do we have no interest? Because it's not... It's not... It's not a drama like the show was. Listen, if I want to watch that, I'll watch Temple of the Hidden... Or something of... Loss of the the Hidden Temple from Nickelodeon. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Thank you. Or I just watched Survivor. With the Barracuda team. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I like... I don't want to watch a little kid game being played by adults. Like... Apparently, apparently these people just were treated like terrible. Oh, they had terrible conditions. Critics aren't really liking the show. They're like, what is the point of this show? With the, the Squid Games one? Or the, the Squid Survivor? Game reality okay. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if you were going on a Survivor thing now because I no, heard No, the Squid Survivor's Game reality back. show is like, I mean, people are just like, we. they are having a hard time yeah. with like. I don't want to watch that. That's kind of it. So like, it has not gotten a lot of buzz other than you save your time and watch something else. Yeah. I have tonight, I have to got, I, I have, uh, um, I'm very into Southern Charm this year. I feel oh, like yeah? you're not, Mm-mm. you've never been a Southern Charm fan, but there's a lot of um, 
It's very messy. The Peter Pan boys always get away with Peter Panning, and I feel like at some point we need to be done with Shep. Um, Shep is a hot I mess. I know who that is. Yeah. I know you do, because he gets wasted at BravoCon and makes a fool of himself. But he's just hes just a monster. I wish we'd gone to BravoCon that very first year and just been... Oh, that's like my only regret know, in life. To listen to you. I'm serious. <laughs> listen, there's a lot of things... No, there's not a lot of things I can say. Like a lot of things I enjoy the ride or this or that. Yeah. But like us not because it was not very expensive mm-hmm. and it was like meet and greets on a level of like talking with them. Now it's like the Disney world yeah, of BravoCon. Mm-hmm. It's really taken on convention level. Well, because there's money to be made. There's money to be mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Another underserved uh, demographic yeah. that wants to have an experience. Right. Um. Would if you were going to go to a movie this weekend, what would you go to? Uh, I'd go see Napoleon. Same, yeah. I think be, that. Just because it's an epic, you yeah. know. They say the best battle scenes they've yeah. ever seen. There's um, well, and Ridley Scott is very good. I yeah. mean, I just think of what he did with the last duel last year, and he, he was eighty four. I mean, he is crushing it. And I wouldn't mind seeing. Killers of the Flower Moon in the theater. That's long. But it's long, and I think, well, maybe I do want to just wait till I'm at home to see that one. That's a home one. I want to see the holdovers. You know, where the kids stay over school over Christmas break. Is that a scary one? No, it's no. it's a, it's a kind Sweet. of like a coming to age, like these oh. young men who can't go home for Thanksgiving and uh uh, the gentleman, oh my gosh, he's in the wine. I'm drawing a oh, blank. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Yes. He's the teacher and he connects with one of them and they all hate him, but then they form this really cool bond because they're holdovers as they have to stay at campus while they can't go home for the holidays. It looks really good. Uh, you're the type I feel like, like Breakfast Club, is that one of your jams? Yes, I like that. I could uh, see you liking that for sure. Club. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would, if I could, I'd watch the Napoleon this weekend. And I'm going to read the Britney book because that's what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm so good. I want to talk to somebody about it so bad. Julia only read excerpts. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm probably going to finish it. My goal is to finish it this weekend. I'm just so annoyed with her for not reading that book. Well, the good news is is I don't have my pharmacology class anymore. So I I can actually sit and read and enjoy it because a lot of times I'm like reading things just like mass amounts of text all the time always. And now I'm like, you don't want to read. No. And then you're like, by the time you go to bed, you're like, I just want to shut my eyes. But I'm excited to read the Britney. I, I like finally got to the article you gave me about the reality reckoning the other like last week. And I just had a blast. You know what was really cute? And I don't think you realize this. It's so sweet when you print something off and you keep it for me <laughs> oh, and you give me a pile of things. Nobody does that for me. My husband was like, what's all these notes? And you cross out the swears so you don't say them on air. And I was like, oh, Lori does this. If she knows I'm going to like a story or a magazine, yeah, he, he keeps he it, it for me. me. Yeah, and I'm like, it just gives re- me goosebumps because I, I see your handwriting on things and it's so sweet. I remember both Julia and I, for both of us, we do remember things more if we read it. Yeah underline it, highlight it, or it's more of the story sticks in yeah. your mind. The that's, how, that's how I take notes for The Bachelor is I it's, break out the highlighters. Do. Yeah, you do? Yeah, I love okay. that. Yeah, it's too, sometimes it, you just can't take it all in with the eyes in the screen. It's time for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Go and have a good one, friends. Happy thing. I'm thankful for both of you. Ah, thanks, Brittany. Yeah, we're thankful for you, Brittany. Job done. Off you go.